Life Happens with Pinelo Mutine. Pinelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. Thank you so much for staying with us. Seven minutes after two o'clock. So the Mapumbube Institute for Strategic Reflection will be launching its priority research project on Mitiruyabulabula, art, national identities and democracy in South Africa. And this will be happening on the 10th of Feb this very year. Dr. Rifilo Lepere is a drama therapist, director and writer, facilitator and lecturer at many universities. But we're going to refer now to the Tswane University of Technology where she predominantly does her work. She joins us now on the line. Dr. Lepera, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pamela and your listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Just give us a sense of what this research project is hoping to achieve. So the research project is really um, a number of voices coming together to imagine what are the arts. So, I mean, we've been imagining for years now. We've got a white paper that is in uh, processes that has been in a lot of processes but i think part of what we wanted to do is to think about what are the works and what are the ways that we can speak back and think about our practice and write back and interrogate what we have been doing and i think a lot of the times with artists we haven't been able to write back and say you know what this is what i did and this is how i wanted to do it and this is what i did so it's a lot of practitioners thinking through um the works that we did and so that's why the title our work speak, right? Our works that we've been doing with and this is how we're thinking about our work and this is how we can theorize about our work and imagine it in the new uh, forms. I mean, they're questioning, we're questioning how are we publishing? We're questioning how are we thinking about um, music in South Africa? How are we thinking about even um, museums and ways of us remembering our history and culture and things like that? So we're questioning a lot of our own ways of being in our own art forms and, 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 and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And, and who, who are the respondents? In other words, are you asking um, the public observers or are you asking yourselves? Well, I guess we're asking ourselves because mm-hmm. a lot of us as artists, we are, I mean, community yes. um, engaged. We are also community liable. So uh, we're asking ourselves and as part of also community of artists, we're asking each other. And so part, it wasn't also done just in us because, you know, when you think about writing, such an isolated experience mm-hmm. it was done in a collective way around um ref, you know you can reflect and reflect in a group and reflecting with each other so it's it's both ourselves a community and the larger society but i think more importantly it's that as we are all most of us are artists in this country what is this we're doing and how are we imagining our own practice so let's um, also not just um I think a lot of times when we think of artists, we are always lamenting. We're in the book of lamentations, right? Mm-hmm. So I think part of this is also part of us to, in a way, move into the book of Psalms mm. and get into praise and to think about how do we reflect about our own work without having it to be just a lamentation mm. of loss or anything like that. Mm. Uh, let me bring in Professor Inocentia Mtlambi. He was a professor of African Languages and Literatures at Wits University as well to this conversation. Prof, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. What aspects exactly within this reflection are we going to be nitpicking at? We are basically looking at uh, issues of policy, mm-hmm and how policy formulation, especially around issues of social cohesion, uh, nation building, um, sort of uh, being realized 27 years after democracy. Mm. That's the core focus of, of our project. And we have brought in uh, voices 
from the past people that were in the forefront of the struggle and of also conceptualizing the policy uh, document. And we have also looked at um, some kind of generation from the 80s that were supposed to be seeing the policy come into action and as well as um, a younger generation, a post-apartheid generation, that should actually be saying indeed the policy is functioning. So the, 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 the policy aspect of it is very central uh, to, uh, to the project and how it articulates uh, and sort of resonates with uh, a number of uh, practitioners uh, within the country. In as much as this is just launching, what are the, the, the areas of concern, uh, Dr. Lepere? What, what are issues that that feel like we still have a long way to go? Um, I beg your pardon. Let, let's maybe start with uh, Dr. Lepere and then I'll come back to you, Prof. All right. Um, I think part of what is what uh, Prof. Uh, in essential has raised now is that there has been um, policies that have been written years ago mm. um, by a generation of uh, artists and there's been a lack of implementation of those policies mm-hmm. and part of where we are at right now as this new generation is it's as if we are repeating the same problem like these policies where are they how do we influence that policy how do we change it how do we shift it and what has changed also from the imagination of it when it was first conceived Mm -hmm. and I think a lot has changed of course we live now there's a demand we're living in a very weird paradoxical situation right there is an increased and intensified demand for art Mm -hmm. as we're in the COVID as we're all locked down and we're all wanting to see art forms and Mm -hmm. we're all wanting to watch something listen to something Mm -hmm. be present to an art form Mm -hmm. at the same time we're the one sector Mm -hmm. where no one is really interested in how do we make and how do we keep it alive how do we um, recover from it, how do we imagine it? So I think the part of the key issues that are highlighted in the book, I think, um, have, are, are part of about that, about this idea that we have a whole policy framework mm. that has not shifted with our changing world, has not shifted with the changing arts anyway, that the, the arts have become quite innovative, have influenced different other sectors from health to urban landscapes to architecture to everything. We're influencing in every space but the policy hasn't shifted with these kind of changes that are happening. And I think those are the kind of conversations that are intergenerational, um, cross-disciplinary, interdisciplinary also, that is happening within the book itself. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a feeling of everything coming together and trying to understand what is going on. And Professor Mplambe, why do you think that is, from, from the assessment that was done, why is that the disconnect? Why is it there? Why does it exist? Maybe the disconnect comes from the fact that the policy formulation from the 1990s had been delayed in terms of implementation. Mm-hmm. And the reality um, within the country itself, and let's say a country interacts with the international community, sort of overtook what were the initial um, central focus of, of the policy. The policy was meant for social cohesion, was meant to redress the past, was meant to build a nation anew, to deal with 
the historical and political baggage that 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 came from colonialism and apartheid. But then the reality on the ground is uh, the failure to implement the policy got to be overtaken by more pressing issues like unemployment, um, like uh, corruption within the country, uh, the uh, uh, divide between the have and the have not. Uh, as you know, that South Africa is the most unequal society in the world. All of those uh, sort of overtook the initial focus of the of the policy that was uh, drafted in 1996. And look, even between 1996 and its um, uh, tribulation in 2020, there is that period that is unaccounted for that actually talks to our geographical landscape that had not changed. Mm. Uh, the rural people are still in the rural areas mm. and the development in the rural areas is low or close to non-existent. And again, if you look at our urban communities, uh, the townships, the distance of decay all around us. And then you find that now all of those issues, all of those developments are not progressive, and they do not add value to what the um, policy uh, wanted to sort of uh, 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 deal with right from the beginning. Mm. And the shift, again, in terms of culture being central to the regeneration of the society, to culture being used as a vehicle towards economic prosperity, and for job creation and so on and so on. That shift as well uh, created some kind of a problem in terms of how then do you use the policy to actually talk to issues of culture, the multidimensionality of culture in the creation of a society, to a narrow conceptualization of culture as a creative for economic kind of of solutions uh, that South Africa needs at, at the present moment. So all of those layers, they tend to actually exert this kind of a pull and push. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and again, the lack of clear direction and the lack of uh, clear political will to implement even the, 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 the earlier formulation to a satisfaction of everyone concerned so that We've got certain kinds of gains that are locked in, that going forward we can always build on. Mm. Those are not clear. If they are there, they are actually far and are fine between, and they are uneven, and that is very concerning. Let's take a quick break. I'm going to be back with you and I'm going to open the lines as well for for practitioners, for community members, because what what's clear is that I think where we are going wrong is that all these parties, um, we have a problem in this country. We don't integrate policies uh, with with a lot of what we do on our day-to-day basis, in our workspaces and so on. There are these isolated pockets of excellence, but nobody speaks to one another. Issues and policies don't speak to one another. And so that's where there they could be a problem there. But we'll take calls on 011-714-2006. WhatsApp's on 0614-104-107. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide, leading the conversation. 
So I'm in conversation with Dr. Rafila Lipere, drama a therapist, a director and writer, facilitator and a lecturer um, at many other institutions, but also specifically rooted as well at TUT, Swana University of Technology, Professor Inesensia Mplambi, Professor of African Languages and Literature at Wits University. And they are going to be launching the Priority Research Project, um, really looking into the arts and, and all sorts of issues around arts policy and how it connects to many aspects of this country's activities, for instance. Let, let me come back to some of the issues that um, Professor Mplambi was talking about and, and bring it back to you, Dr. Lepere, in the sense that I feel that in as much as um, communities and artists, for instance, are, have agency around what it is that they feel is a priority. We spoke a little bit about what I suppose the country's economic priorities were unemployment and so on. But but I always feel that there is an unfairness in pitting some of these issues against one another because you do have a community and a people that have got the kind of agency that says we are going to bring down road statue for argument's sake, right? Um, that's not that's not disconnected to policy. But for a community to do that simply says to me, something has been said and no one's been listening. And, and so the question then is, if we have a ministry that is responsible for that, where's the disconnect? Because for people to go out and riot, it means that there are missing links between policymakers, those who are custodians of the policy, and the people on the ground who essentially actually are saying one and the same thing, but nothing actually happens. Therefore, we end up with a protest, for, in for instance. Dr. Lepere? Yeah, I totally agree that there is a, a bit of a disconnect, and also there is also parallel workings that are happening in the country and in the world in general, really, around the art sectors. Um, that there is there's the what the government you know conceptualizes um, for themselves, mm. and then it's what people are doing. Cause mm. they, you know, part of what we're also thinking about is that people will continue doing and make and create. Yeah. I mean, in, in situations of crisis, we'll consistently be making. Mm. So, of course, there is that disconnect. So there seems to be um, a way that they are not coming together mm. in that parallel space, and they are not coming together into creating together. So. Um, I don't. I, I, I definitely agree that there should be a way that they can converse with each other mm -hmm. and find an amicable solution or, a, or find a way of create co-creation together. Mm -hmm. um, I also think that part of what you know what, what, what Prof had highlighted earlier around the you know where the nation gets so caught up mm -hmm. in other things that the way we have viewed the arts um, as a collective as a nation, um, never mind just the artists, but as a collective mm -hmm. nation, is that. We've always seen it as, we are seeing it as very instrumental, like very, bring them in to come and sing at the concert, right? Mm. Or bring them in to, to make the crowd happy. Mm. It's not seen as a moral creative process. It's not seen as a way that people function and mm. do and live and breathe, mm. right? Mm. It's not seen as a way that we have been, that we are finding meaning about the world and mm. we're finding and we're theorizing about the world and making a sense about the world. We don't see it as that. Mm. We see it as this very instrumental way of come in, mm. entertain them, or put some shows on TV, mm. or get whoever to come and sing and dance and mm. let them dance a bit, mm. and then they're covered, right? Mm. But which, in, which is a lie in how we all encounter and engage with the art form, mm. is that it's a part of our everyday making, it's a part of our sense 
making of the world, part of how we understand how we coming to being and all of that. Mm. And I think that is the bigger problem, that when you are always going to be instrumentalized and mm. brought in to entertain, of course you're going to then, mm. when there is no need, when we're hungry, wow. no need entertainment, we need to get paid. Wow. Right? But instead of thinking that this is the way, the innovative way we're shifting the world, how do we imagine health? I mean, like right now, mm. I do work in mm. arts therapies and mm. health sector. So I think of arts in the health. I don't mm. think of arts as a separate concept yes. in health forms and health sectors. Mm. It's not like I'm coming in to entertain patients. Yes. That's not what I do. I don't entertain patients. But I come in as an integrative, imperative, important mm. part of the health work that, that is happening in, the, in spaces of health and wellness. Oh, so I think wow. that's the problem that has been happening. Yeah. That we are see, we are always seen as come in, entertain, decorate. We are the Ausba Deco. Mm. Like, come in, little decorating, live one thing. Okay, wow. very say. Then we can go into the real things and wow. the real stuff. That's the problem. Such a profound point you make, and I'm going to bring you in here, Prof. Mtlambi, because we've got many pressing issues, and I really like that illustration. We've got so many pressing issues. You've got um, a, a generation that is losing out on education because we're running out of time, right, with the syllabus. And yet we don't seem to think that the artist can come and take that syllabus and translate it in such a way that it is easily um easy for children to engage with because we've got these other issues and using different mediums using the arts to try and help us with education we're not using the arts to help us with um transferring this education and knowledge and information around COVID-19 which is completely overwhelming us and so that disconnect again speaks to why we have artists who are starving at the moment talk to me uh, Professor Mtlambi about Areas and perhaps societies that have managed to integrate all of these elements and are working. You know what uh, has happened is that um, the parallel kind of existence that our government failed to address, mm. the um, certain kinds of infrastructural uh, foundations to the earth mm. that were structured along racial categories. Mm -hmm. Those continue to exist. Mm. Um, very much, uh, uh, it, it, there's very little that has been done to disrupt them. Mm. So you find in societies that had very strong foundations to the earth, where even now in the face of the pandemic, as we, mm -hmm. we, we live in it right now, such societies have been able to actually use the ads favorably, to use the infrastructure around the ads favorably, to continue to exist and minimize the blow of the pandemic to their um, to their artists. Mm. Whereas with a majority of of Africans, uh, there's never been any structural foundations to the ads, mm. and in such instances. That is where the blow of the pandemic was most felt. We do deal with this. We do actually engage this conversation, including the conversation of um, a new kind of a problem that we've got of illegal uh, migration into the country. Mm -hmm. Because we do find people as well who are from neighboring societies and who now have got a stake within uh, the country's mm. uh, limited resources. Mm. They too have been sort of uh, hardly uh, or, or majorly hit 
by 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 the pandemic because they were supposed to have been some kind of a structure to accommodate uh, people coming from neighboring countries. So, in addition to all of the problems that we had of lack of change, you know, lack of dealing with the infrastructure for the arts. Uh, for example, museums are still found in 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 urban in, in urban areas and in suburban areas. We do not have museums in the township. Uh, infrastructure for technology, for an example, uh, is not there in rural areas, but it's concentrated in the urban centers. Even when you want to use the arts to actually help mm. with education, for example. It can only work where the infrastructure is or where it, uh, people, the masses, could actually have uh, the infrastructure closest to them. But in far-flung places like the rural places, that kind of um, an intervention would not work um, um, as it would work for societies where the infrastructure was. So those are some of the things that the policy right from the beginning should have looked into. Mm in terms of transforming the cultural landscape so that it's equitable. Whether you were in the urban areas or in the rural areas, they were supposed to have been locked in successes just in the first 10 years Mm -hmm. so that we actually build on those later on. So the lack of implementation of the policy Mm -hmm. had left a lot of things unattended to. And it's only during the pandemic that we were actually alerted to uh, to all the problems that uh, should have been uh, sort of sorted out by the policy, but which have been overlooked because other things began to overtake us, including the pandemic itself. This is excellent to hear and that there is this reflection happening. Dr. Libere, where, where do people access this particular launch? Um, the launch is on the 10th mm. of, on Wednesday mm. and I it's on we're going to have an it's online so i think if you go to the mistress site and okay. um, you can log or uh, you can register um to get an invite so it's going to be online okay. it's a zoom launch and i think um prof mclambi can actually explain more because she's the editor okay. so i think there's more other occasions yes look prof can i i, I have unfortunately run out of time what we'll do is that we'll we'll, we'll put them up on our social media platform mm-hmm. so that people are able to follow but i really appreciate the time you've talk uh, you've taken to talk to us professor in essentially professor of african languages and literature at wits university as well as dr refilo lipere drama therapist director and writer facilitator and lecturer currently at uh, tu and they are launching Priority Research Project and Mitiro uh, Yabulabura that is uh, going to be at the Mapumbube Institute for Strategic Reflection website. It's 2.30. Let's go very quickly to Nandika Bukas for the very latest in SABC headlines.